I was reminded today as I was going to Starbucks and they were playing Aretha. And I said to the woman who was making my drink, she was so sweet. And I said, you know, Aretha died 41 years to the day that Elvis Presley died. And she says, isn't that strange how that happens? Almost like it's meant to be. And so five years ago, or four years ago, it feels like five years, the Queen of Soul took her final bow. And 45 years ago, Elvis Presley, the King of Rock and Roll, died. These two royal giants. Last year, we got the film about Aretha Franklin. This year, we got the film about Elvis. You know what's funny? And some of you probably know this. By the way, welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Why are we talking about this? Because these two icons, think of it. People remember where they were when Elvis died. And people remember where they were when Aretha Franklin died. And we all think of Aretha, that final performance that the Kennedy Center honors for President Obama. It was as if she knew she was on borrowed time. And then Elvis, the last couple of shows that he did of his life. And people talked about that. These two icons. That's why it's the Queen of Soul and the King of Rock, rock and roll. And it's also, I'm also aware that today is a very cool person's birthday and he talked about he remembers when Elvis died because he was just a kid and we all remember where we were I was in I'm an adult when Aretha Franklin died and you cannot I mean you can't go without hearing that voice in your ear there are certain Aretha Franklin songs I was not a big Elvis fan um my my great aunt loves Elvis she is battling Alzheimer's and um, whenever I see her, I just think of the fact that she loved Elvis. And I, I, you know, I'm wondering now if they would play Elvis for her, how, sh- how would she react? Would the music soothe her? You know, um, Elvis had Are You Lonesome Tonight? And I think he did It's Now or Never. And of course, Jailhouse Rock and Hound Dog and Don't Be Cruel. I don't know, yeah. And and he had that velvety voice. And he even did It's Witchcraft with Frank Sinatra. (laughs) But for me, it's about Aretha. It will always be about Aretha. Aretha just had it in her voice. It wasn't, you know, I think people forget with singers that it's not about if you can hold a note. It's really not about that. There's a reason why. We hold Aretha Franklin in such esteem. That's There's a reason why she's the queen of soul. The undisputed. is because her voice, you feel it. You feel it. And I wanted to state a fact that I was going to talk about earlier before I veered off into space. Is the fact that Elvis and Aretha shared something. They shared something. They shared a person. You know who that was? Sissy Houston. 
they shared Sissy Houston. Sissy Houston sang back up for Elvis and Aretha and was very good friends with both of them. And I remember a few years ago she did an or a few years ago, ten years ago, she did an interview with Oprah. <laughs> Almost ten years ago. Nine years ago. And she talked about Elvis had given her, I think, a bracelet. And he called her Squirrely. She also sang background for um Van Morrison, had a hit, you know, and and um Yeah. But even her daughter, Whitney, may she rest in peace, talked about the first time she met Elvis Presley. And how when he walked into the room, it was like, whoa, that energy, that force, these two giants possessed. So for little Whitney at that time to be in the company of the king of rock and roll and the queen of soul. That really is magical. They're all gone now. Sissy Houston is still with us. And yeah. But when and you know, and Sissy Sissy's group was the Sweet Inspirations. She came from a family of singers. She's related to um Leo Leontine Price, who is an opera singer. I hope I said your name right. Who is still with us. But th through the sweet inspirations, they sang background for Aretha. You can hear it. You can hear it in um, Think, and you can hear it in Chain of Fools, and you can hear it in Aretha's uh, signature, written by the wonderful Carol King and, and uh, Jerry Goffin, and that is uh, Natural Woman. Oh, God, that song. Just to hear Aretha sing it. And the day that I, I heard that she wasn't well, and then the day that she died, that's all I could hear. And then another song, Aretha, oh my God. If you think I, I've met people who told me they didn't like Chain of Fools. And I'm like, how could you not like that or think? Um, for me, it's all about Until You Come Back to Me, written for her by Stevie Wonder. She called him Steve Land because that was his real name. That is his real name. These two kids from Detroit. She was good friends with Smokey Robinson. They were f the best of friends till the end of her life. He, she was his oldest friend, and he talked about that. He knew this little Aretha, little Aretha, she could sing. Everyone on the block knew. Because she was uh, Reverend C.L. Franklin's daughter rose to prominence but it wasn't until the late 1960s because she'd been singing and she'd been singing standards and pop it wasn't until the 1960s that she signed with Atlantic because before that she was with Columbia she signed with Atlantic and went to Memphis those Memphis sessions the wrecking crew and what came out of that uh, I, I never loved a man the way that I I love you. Do right, woman. Oh, God. And R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Now, respect. That was originally written by Otis Redding. But Aretha said that her sister Carolyn is the one who did the vocal arrangement and changed things around. 
where it, it took on a new meaning. And I've met people who they don't like respect now because of what it means. And oh, and I try to explain to them, well, what does it mean to you? Because it means a lot to different people. But first and foremost, it's a battle cry for the civil rights movement. So I said to them, don't take that away from her. Because Aretha Franklin in the civil rights movement, she knew Dr. King. She sang at his funeral. Her father, they all knew her father, Reverend C.L. Franklin. It was a community. The gospel community. She knew Mahalia Jackson. Sang at Mahalia's funeral. Great gospel singer. So, <coughs> for Aretha Franklin. <clears throat> so when people say that, they're coming from a bad place. Oh, well, that song Respect is about innuendos. What's wrong with innuendos? Even Aretha talked about that. Yeah, I'm going to give you my propers, of course. Sock it to me. Okay. So, and and I'm going to be very blunt because this is my show. I think some of that is also a form of racism. Because the person who said that to me is white. And said, oh, well, that song. And you know what? And I love I love all my friends dearly. But you guys need to wake up. You need to stop holding on to your racism. Just accept people. Stop it. Stop it because your generation, your grandparents' generation, thought that was okay to belittle black people, to belittle brown people, Asian people. It's not okay. This is the 21st century. Let's let's get it together. Let's get it together. And I say that in the vein of Aretha Franklin's music. Because what did it do? It brought us together. That's why I'm talking about her. That's my promise to all of you. Is these musical icons. Elvis Presley. Because it is your birthday, George. George says something very profound about Elvis. How they try to do it, you know, in the tent, in the gospel choir. And he says, no. It should have been how Elvis was introduced to the devil because rock and roll was the devil's music. It was not God's music. It was the devil. It was it was the devil's music, and he and what he said was very profound. Um, my God, this is. You know what I liked about Elvis, and I'll tell you this. Swag. He was the first to have the swag. <laughs> and he borrowed that from Little Richard. He borrowed that from a lot of singers. But he gave credit where credit was due. Because he was fully aware of that. He was fully aware of that. And got a lot of heat for it. The one person who always talked about their profound love for Elvis was the late B.B. King. Because they recorded, you know, they recorded with Sam Phillips, Sun Studios. So for B.B. King to say that, to say that Elvis was his favorite singer. And B.B. King is a blues icon. The thrill is, it, the thrill is not gone. B.B. King may be gone in the flesh, but the thrill is not gone. So for B.B. King to say that, that is like the king it's like someone tapping you on the shoulder. You've been knighted. 
So while I'm not a big Elvis fan, but I loved B.B. King, the fact that B.B. King said that about Elvis is profound. I'm not going to play any clips because I figure sometimes it's just good to talk about our love for these artists. I, I don't know if Elvis and Aretha ever duetted. That would have been interesting. You want to talk about two giants of music coming together? I mean, Mariah Carey and Whitney Houston did it. That was a moment. That is a moment. These two singers who, you know, the industry tried to pit against each other. It's been going on since the beginning of time. But it happens a lot to women. It really does. It is a, it is a double standard. It really is. Um, I have so many songs of Aretha that, I mean, I you just hear it. I got to talk about Jumpin' Jack Flash. Jumpin' Jack Flash was this hilarious movie, the first ever directed by Penny Marshall, the late Penny Marshall. Made a lot of money. And it starred Whoopi Goldberg. And... Aretha did a cover of the Rolling Stones' Jumpin' Jack Flash with Keith Richards on guitar. And Aretha made it her own. She made it her own. I know even Keith would admit to that. Because she just... Her vocal powers, they never really diminished. Even into the end of her life, that, that spark never faded. I mean, everything from I Knew You Were Waiting For Me with George Michael. She handpicked George Michael to work with her. She wouldn't sing that song with anybody else. The fact that George Michael said he was forever moved by that, the fact that Aretha Franklin would only sing that song with him, that says something about Aretha's personality. Oh, my God. This woman. I mean... I could I I'm gonna go through the list. I mean, look at this. I never loved a man the way I love you. Respect. Do right, do do right woman, do right man. Doctor feel good. Love is serious business. Save me. That's such a good song. Baby, I love you. Uh you make me feel like a natural woman. Chain of fools. Sweet baby since you've been gone. Ain't no way. Hello. Think. Oh uh, I say a little prayer. The house that Jack built. That's also a good song. Uh, the Wait, uh, Share Your Love With Me, Eleanor Rigby, Call Me, Spirit in the Dark. Woo! Don't play that song. You're all I need to get by. Bridge Over Troubled Water, Spanish Harlem. Rock steady. Come on. Oh Me, Oh My, Daydreaming. <laughs> Angel, Holy, Holy, Until You Come Back to Me. That probably is my favorite. Because of there, there's a moment. I can't play it. I wish I could. I wish I could. That's why I really admire George Strombolopoulos is because he gets to play those songs. You get to play those songs that we all love. Um, so I'm going to go by the lyrics here. Um, there's a moment toward the end of the song. Right? Is it this one? Is it this part? I can't play it, though. So I'm going to, if I can hear it, let's see. Let's see. And I, oh, is it going through my, mm. 
looking at it. Is it this part? It's toward the end of the song. Oh, yeah, where she gets to the lyric, living for you, my dear, is just like living in a world of constant fear. The way she, the way her voice changes in that is so moving. That's why I love that song. Um, of course, uh, Pink Cadillac, you know, driving down the freeway. Uh, in 2017, they did a really great thing right before she died. It was called A Brand New Me, Aretha Franklin with the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra. And it's all the hits with the orchestra added in that that oh god see what i mean <sighs> i absolutely loved her now elvis there's so many songs of his i'm aware of but i remember a couple of years ago when aretha or aretha uh lisa marie presley did like a virtual duet of in the ghetto you know it was beautiful to watch and, you know, if you look at all the people in, in popular music who were influenced by Elvis, from Robert Plant of Led Zeppelin to John Lennon. John Lennon, wanted, he talked about that in interviews extensively. He wanted to be Elvis. He even said, why can't they make me Elvis? Yeah, but he, you know, he's John Lennon. All of these people who loved Elvis... But first and foremost, I you got to give it to B.B. King. The fact that B.B. King, an icon, gave that baton and said, I listen to Elvis. That says something right there. Says something very profound. So these two icons, you know this was a Jeopardy question. It really was. Um, I believe in 2019, it said these, it was the last question too, if I can find it, because I remember it. That That's where you learn these really, um, I mean, it's a brutal truth because nobody, nobody wants to die on the same day as another person and nobody wants to die. And you know, yes, everyone eventually dies, and we and we lose these we lose these icons. But oh my God, um, I can't find it. I mean, I, I know that it was a final question. <sighs> and it. And you know, it's also Madonna's birthday. Uh, I'll acknowledge that. Uh, you know what? As I was telling some coworkers today, if I had a time machine and I'd go back into the 90s when Madonna, when she did the Blonde Ambition tour, that Madonna right there, this Madonna, maybe and maybe the, you know, Drowned World tour because I love the Ray of Light album. But this Madonna, I don't recognize. I'm not talking about just the facial visual I'm talking about the just the whole ethos the music the attitude it's gone so august 16th 1977 august 16th 2018 the queen of soul and the king of rock and roll died on the same day 41 years apart that that really is 
a Jeopardy question. And I'm going to keep looking for it until I find it. Because because to have that, I, I remember when I guessed it. I was watching Jeopardy. Al Alex Trebek uh, was still hosting. He was still with us. Ah, there it is. Mm, from 2019. There it is. We found it. Today's final Jeopardy question on April 2nd, 2019. Music legends. These two monarchs of popular culture both passed away on August 16th, one in 2018 and the other 41 years earlier. Yep. I remember hearing that and I knew who it was. Mm. Yeah, that's a moment. That's a that's a moment that when you're a Jeopardy question, <laughs> I I remember when um Doctor Maya Angelou talked about that, as she had always been a Jeopardy question, and and she also stressed that there had not been a black person on Jeopardy in a long time. Mm. So. That's the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. You know, these two icons starred in films. Elvis was in, you know, Viva Las Vegas. Aretha Franklin was in the Blues Brothers and Blues Brothers 2000. These, and she was on a very famous episode of Murphy Brown. And if I can, we will end tonight with that because this is the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. I also talk about music. I'm so tired of saying that. I also talk about music because I love music. And I love, and last night I talked about, um, you know, the film scores. And earlier today we did a tribute to Strombo, who really, as a broadcaster, not just as a broadcaster, but as a person, very inspiring. Um, and uh, ah, here it is. Thanks to Nick at night. Thank you, thank you, thank you. From here, I'm going to say unpleasant dreams. Let's always remember Miss Aretha Franklin, the undisputed queen of soul with the queen of comedy, Candace Bergen. standing here. Oh, me either. 16 hours on the train. And then we drove around in circles for hours. <laughs> I can relate. You wouldn't believe what the last hour of my life's been like. Yes, I could. I saw it on TV in the back of the memo. I haven't seen anything that embarrassing since a moth flew in my mouth at the Hollywood Bowl. <laughs>
Well, tonight was bad, all right. But, you know, the humiliation wasn't the worst part. It was that I missed the chance to be two feet away from you when you sang. I always wanted that. Closest I ever came was Section 12, Row D at RFK Stadium. You know, I, I realize I'm not the biggest audience you've ever played for, but I'd sure be the most appreciative. Okay. Scoot over. Before I even had a chance to win it. in Germany? <laughs> Not any special one. Uh, there was a little girl that I was I was seeing quite often over there that uh, her father was in the Air Force. and Actually, they only got over there about two months before I left. I was seeing her, and she was at the train, at the airport when I left. And uh, there were some pictures made of her. <laughs> but it was no big, it was no big romance. I want to talk a little bit about the people you've known. You knew Elvis yes. before he was big. Yes. And you knew him after he was big. Yes. Tell me about it. Um, Elvis was very shy when I first met him. When I first met him, was he... Was Sun Studio? Where was Sun, Sun Studio in Memphis there. Uh, um, Dewey Phillips was the disc jockey, yeah. and his brother Sam Phillips owned was on the right. station. So I used to go out to the studio, and my company that I worked for at the time would always contract Mr. Phillips to uh, let us in any time that we had something to record and usually Elvis would be there practicing a lot of times he had several people but at, at that time he was a handsome guy good looking I didn't think too much about his playing or singing I mean he was okay yeah, but, but I didn't see at that time what I saw later on but he would talk and it was you know interested in your music he would watch. He didn't ask questions a lot, but he, he would watch. Because sometimes. a lot of people, when they heard Elvis, thought he was black, didn't they? At first, yes. Yeah, a lot they of said he was playing did. black music. He's a white guy. Yeah, but see, at first music. he was playing more like rockabilly. He wasn't yeah. really getting into the things that he started to do later. But when he started to do that, then he started to turn heads, including mine. Yeah, it did. So yes. So what did you see then? I saw that he was. He had everything. The looks. He had the the talent. He had the. Yeah, rhythm, had everything. And the rhythm, he had the rhythm, the soul. Every, had everything. To me, he had everything. 
You know, you started looking at the guy, God almighty, he's handsome, he's tall, and he looks good, he can sing, he can play. Got a, you know, a lot of women. He, well, I, I didn't see, uh, you know, I didn't see women disliking him, but he, he was just, I didn't, and I didn't see him after them yeah. either. But uh, I guess had I been handsome like that, I probably would have. And so, today, 45 years ago, King of Rock, Rock and Roll died, Elvis Presley. And 41 years later, to the day, the Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin, died. We still, we miss them. We hold them musically in high esteem. They started out as these kids singing, and it elevated them to the stratosphere. And so... That would truly be a duet right there. Elvis or Aretha Elvis, whomever gets the top billing. But at the end of the day, they're both two influential singers. And for some, occupy the top spot in a dead tie right there. So for all of my listeners at the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast... Thank you, and thank you, Aretha, for always giving us, as as she said in respect, those propers, and Elvis for igniting a revolution musically. Without Elvis, you don't have the Beatles, you don't have the Stones, you don't have a lot of performers. Without Aretha Franklin, you do not have this musical foundation that continues, that reverberated, and everyone in all forms of music were inspired by, including Carol King and Jerry Goffin, to write Natural Woman. Good night.